What is up, guys? Whether you're listening to this in a plane, a train, or your car, or in your bedroom, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Work in Progress podcast. It really does mean the world to me. And for those of you listening to this podcast on Anchor, you may have noticed that you can now support your favorite podcast financially as well. I'd love for any listeners out there to donate a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, but that's if and only if you feel like you've gained some sort of value from work in progress. All that money is just going to go back into making this podcast bigger and better and really cranking it up, right? Don't we all want work in progress to be a thing? All right, well, let's get back to what really matters. Today's guest is Richard Kim. He's the founder of the Gen Z Foundation. He unites millennial and Gen Z marketers and influencers to help solve the world's humanitarian problems. He recently put on a 30-day campaign with $0 spent and fed over 10,000 families in Yemen. Really cool guy, has a heart of gold, and I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode. All right, peace. tuning in. My name is Rich and I'm the founding director of the Gen Z Foundation and I'm also the marketing director of a stealth startup. Uh, thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening to my story. That's awesome, Rich. And I know primarily you are a marketer. So how would you describe your marketing style? The clicks or like the tactics here and there, meaning like different verbiage or different colors or um, different funnels or stuff like that. I've always tried to find out um, from a human centric perspective, you know, like, like, for example, um, people hate being lonely. Like people want to be loved like deeply, you know what I mean? Like we do crazy things, um, to, to get that, to get that feeling that, that we have someone that cares for us or, or loves for us or, or, um, yeah. And like, so basically, yeah, basically everything, every type of market, like where people try to aspire, people love to aspire to be things, right? Like human beings, we, we have this, um, this like part in our soul that just wants to create and achieve. And I try to pull out those parts of, um, of, of the soul through marketing. So when I was in, uh, for Portland and Seattle's team, um, uh, the, the campaign, um, the tagline was, you know, was Seattle to Portland in 15 minutes. Um, but what the whole marketing campaign was about is like the same thing. Um, what the space rocket, uh, symbolized for mankind, which is this, like this innate desire to transcend, to be way more. Right. And so that's the type of marketing that I love doing. And in this startup um, that I'm working with, uh, I'm doing a similar type of thing, which is, yeah, like our our innate desire to um, 
to 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 know people and to be connected and to be a part of a community uh and we see that so well I, and I, like, we see that much better in today in, in online i feel like before one of the big things was uh, i don't know how many years ago but just say like five years ago i think people were worried that everyone was just staying online and people weren't connecting offline you see so many groups um doing like, doing meetups people doing meetups and creating you know those online um online communities becoming offline um and so this startup really solves that problem um but that's the type of marketing that i like and that's how is that's how i've always approached marketing mhm that's really interesting so going back to like college or did you attend university as well <clears throat> yeah i uh <laughs> uh i i dropped out twice uh i went to seattle university uh I was in the marketing program and then i went to india for four months i backpacked and then that kind of just um that just made me drop out <laughs> i didn't make me i'm saying that experience um really broadened it really clarified the fact that i didn't know what i wanted to do mm mm-hmm. and that i did it but i just knew that i didn't want to sit in a classroom yeah um, yeah that's that it clarified that part and um i went back to school and that's when i got hyperloop so i left school because of that that was just an amazing opportunity uh and I, and now i'm finishing school part time i really pe- tell people that but um i have a plan to finish school um and it's for a few reasons um one of them is uh later on in my career i i might want to get uh an mba or a masters in something um and i just don't want that opportunity to be taken away from me mm-hmm. um because i didn't have a I had hadn't because i didn't have a simple piece of paper um but i struggle with this this like this thing a lot you know cuz i think every young ambitious person who has talent who has seen success has this um has this knowledge that they can do it without the college degree mm-hmm. um but yeah i just this is something that i struggle with but i'm i'm continuing to to just finish it that's good i'm happy for you i i definitely have seen that like firsthand just through like the people i've interviewed on here and just like the people i see nowadays even like the high school kids that you see um that are like have successful projects whether they're clothing lines or like instagrams that they've monetized and like for the most part if you ask most of those kids like what their plans are after high school majority of them just jump into whatever they're doing they cuz they've already seen that success so i think it's definitely super relatable um i do want to get into gen z but i feel like before we get into gen z the gen z foundation and all of those and all of that um i think it'd be great if you could like highlight maybe a few lessons you learned uh in your trip to india and how that kind of how that kind of formed you to want to start the gen z foundation yeah so the, that that um it was way back right it's like that was 2010 no sorry not 2010 uh, like 2015 yeah 2015 so um the biggest thing i learned uh you know i i believe in universal languages which means you don't have to speak that that language because we're all human like we all have a soul and i i talk about the soul a lot i get yeah but kindness is one of them 
and you show kindness and it doesn't have to be through words. You don't have to speak their language, but you show that and you'll get it back. Um, not just you'll get it back, but um, you can communicate pe- with people through with your soul mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like with your eyes and and with the way you shake their hand, you know, like abstracts. Um, you, it's yeah, kindness is a universal language, and so is you know, so is hate and all this, all these things. But I really got to use kindness and speak with people through that, which is really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. I never really thought about it like that, but you're right. There's so many like nonverbal cues that like really communicate like the way you feel or like what you're trying to get at, especially when you're traveling abroad to a country where you don't know the language. Like I definitely experienced that when I was like traveling across Europe. I didn't know like German or French, but Mm -hmm. it's like simple gestures. And I imagine a country like India, people just like I mean, everyone wants to be respected, but I know that like that country specifically has experienced like high poverty rates and everything like that. So I'm sure just you even coming from like a foreign place and like wanting to genuinely know about their culture, uh, like says a lot. And I'm sure for the most part, I think people universally would be open to that. Um, So, yeah. So how did this form like you going into Gen Z and did you start Gen Z while you were also in, still in your career at one of your full-time jobs or do you kind of start it in between? Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's crazy, but I started Gen Z probably like two and a half months ago or maybe three months ago, mm-hmm. uh, but we just had a lot of success. Um, that, that, so I'll kind of like backtrack and, um, so I, I was, uh, I was in marketing at, at, at a different company and I was getting recruited by a startup in Florida. Um, it was a venture-backed startup, and they wanted me to join as a CMO. And I was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. This is a great opportunity um, because it's like my dream job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have to move all the way from Seattle to Florida. So I was there, I was there for a month. I realized, like, this is not it. This is not it. And... Um, that was when I was, I was developing, I was like, spirituality, um, skin God, um, or you could call it the universe. I, you know, it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really differentiate things for me. Uh, and I was like, what, what is it that you really want me to do? Like, what, what's, what's the plan that you have for me? Um, and so I came back and I quit. Um, I, I, I quit the job that I had. I quit the off. I, I, I rejected the offer. Um, and I decided to do something that was truly for the world. <laughs> just like meaningful. That's something that I really found a lot of passion in. Um, and throughout my whole life, like I had done things like that, things like that, meaning humanitarian stuff, like social mm-hmm. impact stuff. Cause I, I went to, um, I went to like a Christian school and my grandpa was, he was like very compassionate. So he like always did these things of kindness. And I had been away from that for so long. Cause I was striving to, to, to win. Um, and that's like the hole that I was trying to fill. You know what I mean? That was like the hole that I, and I didn't even notice it until I started the Gen Z foundation work. I was like, Oh, this is the hole that I'm trying to fill makes complete sense. And then 
um, I like self-funded this thing, which cost a lot of money. And then I realized mm-hmm. real quick that <laughs> I can't, that, that it, you, you can't be broke and try to <clears throat> try to save the world. But we did do some cool things. One of them was we worked with the Yemen Foundation to raise uh, over $20,000, um, feeding over 700 families um, in Yemen. There's a huge uh, humanitarian crisis there right now. And we're also working on another campaign with them. Um, and we've also worked with the Technology Access Foundation and we've done big events with the Gates Foundation. And the reason I'm like saying these things is because, um, kind of like name dropping is because I want to show that like, you know, you can call it the God universe, whatever. Like if you, if, if you have that on your side, um, and if you're like really channeling your spirituality and kind of like your calling, a lot of things, um, will fall in place for you. Uh, as it as it has for me, and I take that conviction and that faith um, to every one of my projects now. Um, but that's that's how we that's how we got to the Gen Z Foundation. And I, God brought it to my lap. That's pretty incredible. That's that's kind of cool that you said like you found what you were missing because I think that's like for a lot of people at this age, like eighteen to like early 20s or actually even into your whole life maybe like you still like like there's like that lingering feeling of like not knowing exactly what you want to do because there's so much out there so I think it's incredible that you were able to find that and that it aligns with like a social mission is really powerful um so can you kind of tell people because I know about Gen Z and like what you guys do um and how you are like harnessing the power of influencers to create social change. But for people listening who don't know exactly what it is, could you tell them like about the event or the campaigns that you've run or. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I think one thing that I want to tell the audience too, is it's a work in progress. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's like, everything is a work in progress. Um, so um, like one of the, one of the things that I think our generation is really good at is, uh, is like digital movements, right? Like social media. Okay, cool. So how do we, how do we use that for good? Um, let's, let's, let's like bring money to these organizations or a lot of the times these humanitarian organizations, they're doing a ton of great work. Um, and let's just say they want to get more funding or they want to reach a new audience or go deeper within that audience right? To secure financing, volunteers, there's more resources. They're so busy doing that work that they don't, that they can't like do the marketing. And even when they try, it's like, it's not going to be as good. Um, and third of all, they probably don't have the time and money to do it. So we come in there and, and we do it for them. And honestly, it's, and it, you know, it's so easy for us too. like, look, like, come on, like us making a post about a few things over the course of a couple months. Like, what does that cost us really? But the impact that it has, it has a lot of impact. Um, so that's kind of like my pitch to people. <laughs> and that's why I do these events. So uh, the first event was in um, June, June 30th in Seattle. And we had 16 speakers. 12 were from like all over the country and Canada. Um, and most of them were influencers and marketers. Um, Gen Z and the whole and and the other four out of the 16 were nonprofit organizations. Um, And we were, it was, the event was mostly about 
cool. Like, you know, there was Ari from Banff Media who created a chatbot that created like that generated two hundred thousand dollars in sales in two weeks or something. That's really cool, right? Okay, now like, what if that was two hundred thousand dollars in two weeks for you know, like you name it, right? Like malaria nets or or some sort of vaccines, like polio vaccines, or you name it, right? Like, what does that look like? Um, that that's what the whole conversation was about. And moving forward, we have our next one in September, uh, which is about social entrepreneurship. And we have um, we have a guy named Josh Miller, um, who's doing um, high schools around civic engagement and political activism. And we also have another campaign on civic engagement um, for the, you know, for the 2020 elections, or I mean, the 2018 general elections. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, I can just speak on like personal experience, just seeing what you had in place and like just the execution of the the event in Seattle. Like I was so impressed by that. That's actually how we connected is because like I saw some of my friends had attended and I was just like, wow, this is really cool. Like you're really creating something special by uniting all these people and not just for like, like obviously like sometimes social media is great. It, It like can provide deeper level connections, but like it can also get really superficial where you're just like trying to grow for the sake of like vanity metrics. So it's like, how do you translate that and create something more than just a number and like translate those people into, um, I don't know, donating for a specific cause or just like aligning your mission with theirs. Uh, so I'm glad you got to educate everyone a little bit on that. Um, how has it been now, like balancing that aspect, like your Gen Z mm-hmm. and like your full-time job now? Yeah. So, uh, the, the really cool thing is that my full-time job supports this, meaning some of these events that you'll see in the future, it's my, my, the company that I work for is going to be sponsoring some of them. (laughs) So yeah, it's like, once again, it's all about finding, I used to say that, um, one of my strengths is finding the area where two circles meet that Venn diagram. I'm really good at finding the middle or like you don't even have to find it. You can like, you can't force it in, but sometimes you can't, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, one thing, the biggest thing I learned is that, okay, like once again, like you do what, you know, you do what God wants you to do or the universe, like you're calling, whatever. It's just like, you're just in a different game. Meaning like with the Gen Z stuff, like Tiffany, you're in the Slack channel, right? Like with all the stuff that's going on, I'm basically hands off, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, a lot of people are like, this is cool. Like, I want to do this part or like, that's cool. Like, I want to do this part. And I'm like, that sounds great. Like, let me just, just let me know how I can help you. And that again shows in terms of an organization, um, especially something like, like Gen Z Foundation, which is like, we're not here to try to make money. We're just trying to, trying to do cool stuff and like impactful stuff. That's all we're trying to do. Um, I think the cool thing is um, with talented people, never try to micromanage them. With talented people, you have to give them the reins, um, full creativity, uh, full passion, like whatever they think is great as long as, and they obviously know what's aligning and not. It's just giving them the ropes. Um, And I'm like seeing that happen 
which has been really cool. And the, I guess, you know, a, a reason why um, I've kind of let go of the reins is because I need to focus on my job. But as I said, like, I don't want to be someone who's, who's broke um, and trying to save the world. <laughs> like, I'm by broke. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I don't want to have to, like, go try to secure grants or, like, ask for donations for a salary or stuff like that constantly so so the plan is to um uh kill it at this job um you know at, at, at the startup um have a lot of success in it um sell some stock and do humanitarian work but i don't think i'll ever leave the startup world i, I love it way too much yeah yeah it sounds like you really found your place in the startup world and um as we like start to wrap up here i do want to ask you like I know you mentioned like getting an offer for a CMO position, like you're only 23 and that's kind of crazy because you're like a year older than me and you've been marketing. Like I'm sure you have the experience to back it up, but like, what do you feel like has been so important in you accelerating your career at like such a fast rate? Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Um, I mean, even, you know, I, I always said this, which is, I'm not the best marketer. <laughs> I've always said that. Like, I, I'm really not. Like, I just, I just don't think I, like, I'm not. Like, I don't have these crazy growth hacking tools or, like, tips or tactics. Like, I'm not like the people in Banff Media or, like, I'm not like Manu or Natalie who has a crazy following. Um, but I will say I'm good at one thing, <laughs> which is... Um, which is listening and building trust. And I'll tell you this right now with, um, with these, and okay, that, and, um, I have good intentions, but I think a lot of people have good intentions. Okay. So let's say that because, you know, when, like, for example, like right now, this company, this startup, um, I'm a marketing director and I guess that's not like really normal, right? Like, um, and the thing is I listen to what these decision makers, what their problems are and what their vision is. Uh, and then I'm really good at communicating the value. And I'm also really, really good at finding the right people, uh, and putting and assembling the team to execute on it. So as I said, like in marketing, look, I, I'll i yeah, this is going to be interesting. In marketing, I don't run Facebook ads. I don't do any of the growth hacking tools. I don't shoot or edit video or any type of content. You're like, what the fuck do you do, Rich? <laughs> like, what do you do? Um, I, I assemble teams and I make sure that the people that work with me, not even for me, um, I work for them, right? Like I'm really good at making sure that the people on my team, they have everything they need. They get the vision, they get their, they get their part and they feel respected and cared for enough so that they want to produce great work. And, uh, I'm so glad. I'm so grateful that I got to like experience that at an earlier age. Cause I've taken tons of marketing jobs. Like, like, you know, like I, that one was like a musician, right? Like, and then one was like a tech staffing company and then a real estate investment company. 
uh, and just like list goes on and on like the different things that I've tried um but every step of the way like I've been able to become a better leader um I've like you know at the age of 19 I was able to hire out three people for this marketing campaign like hire out a like a separate agency for you know like these kinds of things opportunities really led me to become who I am today and when people meet me they're not like <clears throat> I used to be really um uh like skeptical of my own age be like oh shit like when, especially when I was at Hyperloop because working with governments mm-hmm. you know so I'm in, like I'm in Washington DC talking to like these senators like these senators and stuff like I'm like who the fuck am I um but I used to get really insecure about my age um but I realized more and more that like these people don't even perceive me at my, as my age and like it, and yeah like right off the bat it kind of can be like a like like dock points off your credibility or something but they're not even thinking about it they're just trying to like, it truly like they just really care about what you can do for them and I'm really good at like, communicating what I can do for you um not in a tactic like in some tactical levels but like mainly in like a like a general sense um so yeah like i think tons of people especially in gen z uh have this amazing opportunity right now where we're the experts in something that old people are not uh and that's like all the gen z speakers from my event that's what like a lot of what the the direction of of, of the the content was and we have this expertise um and like the people who are the absolute best at it will shine obviously like the like the manus the natalies um and these like crazy influencers and, and marketers yeah they're obviously shine um but there's a huge space for like other people to shine too who don't have these muslim followers and those people will be the people who can build relationships build trust with these decision makers like just because you you like have you know a million followers does not mean that you'll be a CMO of a startup mm-hmm. right like even if you really wanted that like if they see you and they're like oh shit like this person is reliable this person doesn't fall through with like this this person has like low integrity or like all these different character traits that you would want to decide, like a leader to have they're not going to go for you it's just like too big of a risk you know people who have real power don't view <laughs> don't give responsibility with that you know like they really care about the person you are and the character you have because they know that you're going to be put in so many different um environments where you're going to have to adapt and if you, if you don't have the right character traits um they know that it's just not going to work out so that would be my biggest advice is like make sure that you get to work on your character your personal development um make sure like any like these things like humility integrity kindness follow through which is i think a lot of people in our generation lack just because we're so young we don't really follow through with a bunch of stuff um and like make sure that like you're a man of your man or woman of your word um so that when you say something like it happens like no matter what um and it's like and the thing is no one is perfect no one is perfect and when you make mistakes own up to it like i've had people fire me um and i'm like like i've had people fire me um and it's like we still have so much respect for each other because they're like rich like although you fucked up you totally owned up to it 
and like you said, you were saw you apologize and like you had these different solutions put in place. You know, and like for that, I like I respect you. Just because you fuck up doesn't mean it's like you lost all the trust. No, it doesn't mean that you fuck up. Like make sure that like ASAP you um you own up to it and you come up with solutions. Um, and that you're not trying to like shy away from these things. And th from that, like you'll grow over and over again. Um, that's pretty much it. That's cool. Yeah, I think that um yeah, no, I never saw like I guess I guess your age is like not something that is is a bad thing. If anything, I think it's quite impressive. And I love what you mentioned about like your position within the company and how you're not the one actually like shooting the film or maybe designing that logo because I feel the same way. Like I consider myself a quote unquote marketer. But what I really do is like get people together with the skill sets that I know need to get done for a certain project and I help execute that vision. Like I so I mean that for anyone listening and if you feel like you are good at that and some people might tell you that's not a skill, but it, it is a skill. It is a skill in itself. Like uniting people and executing a vision is powerful. And if you're interested in doing that for a career, aside from joining a startup and being like a marketer, uh, the position would be called like, a strategist in an agency. And I had like the pleasure of having Liz Miller on. She's a strategist at a Portland agency. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know, it's really cool when people talk about their jobs because I think that's something that doesn't get as much focus, but is definitely uh, from your story and from Liz's story, still a position that people can go after um, if they want to do that full time. I will clarify one thing though. It's, I have tried all these things. Oh wait, I have to make sure that like, okay. So like I have run the Facebook ads myself. I have built up landing like, throughout my whole career. I'm saying like now as a director, I don't do any of that, mm -hmm. but um, I have tried every single one of those things. I have shot and edited. You know, I, I, I said, I, I have tried retargeting campaigns, like putting, putting pixels on stuff or, um, putting out content and like, you know, like even everywhere from, um, yeah, like even from like sales. So I think like, if you want to do something like that, you're like, that sounds really cool. And I feel like it sounds cool. You're like, what? I don't have to do any work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's probably what they're thinking. It's not true. It's not true. And you have to earn that spot. Um, and so like when you see my portfolio, you'll see like a ton of um, um, like, like really big projects. Um, but I really want them, like your audience to know that like I did the shittiest of the shittiest jobs. Like I'm not going to say shittiest. Like just like, like all these jobs that I say I don't do now, I have done that for years. And I'm glad that, I, you know, and now I get to delegate that. Um, and if you want to build that type of portfolio, like get started on project management now, like bring a pool, pool of people together. Um, and maybe you don't even have a budget or like, you know, maybe you don't have a, like you're not doing it for a company, you're doing it for yourself. That's completely fine. Like if you don't have money, cool, that's even better. You're going to practice leadership skills and how to like bring people together without a budget and get a, and, and execute on a vision like that's even better um so yeah i just wanted to make sure that people don't think that we don't actually <laughs> do <laughs> <laughs> no i'm glad you said that 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 provides like a deeper story of like how you got to where you are so i'm glad you like 
spoke on that. Um, okay, Rich, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know I'm sure you're super busy today, but I do want to leave it off as like, it, what is one thing that you feel like everyone needs to either read, like listen to, like what is something that you maybe recently discovered or discovered a couple of years ago that you feel like foundationally changed you in some way? Yeah. Um, well, the biggest thing is my relationship with God and, and spirituality. Um, look, whatever that means to you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I go to church, but and and I'm see this is a work in progress too. Um, I have like I I honestly I have a really tough time saying that, like, just because I go to church, like Christians are like like Jesus is the way. So um, I actually don't say that. So I have a lot of Muslim friends, Buddhist friends, Hindu friends, and I respect them. And honestly, I see God in them. So I feel like they have a like, you know, you can't judge anyone's like path to God just because it's not the same as yours. Um, and I know some like religious people would not like me for that, but it's so like my, my, my perspective and relationship is a work in progress. But, um, anyways, whatever that may be, whether it's Buddhism or meditation or Hinduism or, or Christianity or Catholicism or Judaism, um, whatever that is for you, I would say, um, double down to that. And like a practical advice that comes from that is. Um, listening to your heart and really honing that skill in. Uh, I think that's one of the hardest things to do because for so long, when we're growing up, we're told by other people to like do shit that they believe is right for us. Um, and so I, I call that like inter our internal compass. And for so many years in our developmental, um, yeah, in our developmental years, people shape that compass for us. And then when it comes for like for time for us to actually make our own decisions, we don't know what our like what our gut tell what's what our intuition or gut is telling us. So I would just say like listening to your heart and building up the courage to act on it. Um, and I think that's so hard, um, so hard. But like you see the difference in people that have that kind of self awareness and boldness, and the people that don't. Like I'll tell you right now that. I see, uh, I see so many talented people, um, and they have zero confidence or not zero, but like 30% confidence and they just limit themselves from all the things that they can be doing. And I'm telling you right now that this is not a problem just of age. I've seen like 40 year olds, 30 year olds, 25, I can see do this and it like breaks my heart, but, um, yeah, listen to your gut, uh, and, and listen to your, um, and like hone that in and go deeper on spirituality because that's going to build you the confidence and the boldness um, for you to become who you are. That's great. Amazing advice. I couldn't have said that any better. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Rich, for taking the time to come on and speak um, about everything that you've done, your experience in the past and uh, the future with your current company, as well as the Gen Z Foundation. So is there anything that you want people to check out and like, what do you have in store? people to check out i would i would i would ask people to um <laughs> if, if there's uh if there's any humanitarian issue that like you've been interested or curious about in the past um but just kind of like blossomed like glossed over go to google and um and just type it in and see if there's an article that like rings true to your heart i'm telling you right now that 
um, working with nonprofits or humanitarian organizations will will fill up your heart, and you can't buy that. Um, and and that's kind of joy, um, that that is transformative. That's amazing. Well, everyone, uh, make sure to stay in the loop. Uh, I know Rich is planning a lot of Gen Z events all across the country, even some in Canada too. So definitely be on the lookout for those. They're going to be really cool. Get to meet a lot of young leaders um, trying to make an impact. So thanks again, Rich. And thank you for anyone who is listening. As always, if you could please sub- subscribe and leave a review, that would be great. Subscribe. Hey, subscribe. Um, <laughs> And yeah, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, uh, that would be cool too. I'll pick someone to be on the podcast once we reach that 100 mark. So yes, thank you for listening. What's up, guys? If you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. As you can tell, Rich is a really cool guy just trying to make a positive impact in the world. He wanted me to deliver a message to all you listeners. Quote, our tech startup is looking for Gen Z and millennial influencers for a product research project. We're creating a new type of search platform like Google. If you're into technology, message me to be involved. So yeah, guys, I'll have Rich's uh, LinkedIn profile in the show notes below and hit him up if this is something you think you'd be down for. Thanks.